John Christopher Depp II, part two in the actor's room. Welcome back. My name's Jeff. This episode, we continue talking about the life and times of this interesting artist, Johnny Depp. Sit back, relax. I hope you enjoy this episode of the actor's room. Here we go. Who is Johnny Depp? And he's not the only one I've been interested in in knowing truly what they're all about. These actors, these actresses on the screen that we look up to or just enjoy their work. But ladies and gentlemen, they're people. (sighs) Like you and I, they have feeling, they have emotion, hurt, they get scared. Johnny Depp, he is frightened, downright (laughs) afraid of clowns. I am as well, but I'm not frightened of them. They just creep me out. Johnny Depp has a severe fear of clowns. (laughs) Let that sink in. (laughs) These people, they're people. They have fear. Uh, They hurt inside. And they're trying to go through whatever is going on in their life. They're trying to deal with it. And I think we kind of forget about that. That they really are people. And they have problems. And yes, they do magnificent work. And we admire them for that. Well, most of us anyway. Looking up to them. But we also have to acknowledge... How they're human beings. And I always want to. Dive into these people. So to speak. Learn more about them. And try to figure them out. From the outside looking in. I'm the guy on the outside. Reading things. Talking to people. Watching docs. Looking stuff up. And so on. Because I find it interesting. I find people interesting. I find the guy down the street interesting, right? And I find these big stars that have gone on and done work that I admire and have always wanted to do for myself. That's another thing. I have an interest in art, actors, films. Short stories, short films. Because that's what I did. And that's what I inspired to be. So if you're listening to my show, I try to find out what they're all about. And trying to figure out Mr. Johnny Depp was quite a road. Up and down, all over the place. And like I said, I don't know where I'm coming. I don't know where I'm coming. 
to a conclusion of, right, with him. On the show, I'm going to try to. And I'm going to touch on his movies, his, his art, acting. And I will. But first, before I do that, I want to try to explain Johnny's road. <laughs> this uh, interesting, winding road. Like most of these stars, anyway. Johnny's not the only one. But his is unique, I think. Other stars' roads are pretty boring and straight on. Um, they leave interesting lives. Lead, not leave. They lead interesting lives, not leave. <laughs> they don't leave their lives. But they lead interesting lives. But Johnny... He's just a little different, isn't he? And if you don't know anything about his personal life, here we go. I think he's outgoing. And I think that he finds it easy to make friends. Not all actors are like that. Johnny is. He found it easy to network. And when he got his foot in the door, he did great work right off the bat. Then fame hits. Some people don't know how to deal with fame. They don't know how to deal with money. And I think in his early career, Johnny did a pretty good job at both of those things. Fame and the money. Now, he wasn't making ridiculous amounts of money just yet. But he was making some pretty good money. Enough money, of course, after 21 Jump Street, that he was able to pick and choose what kind of movies he wanted to do. Different kind of films. And that is when you're tested. And Johnny was definitely tested in the business. Being a heartthrob. Teenage heartthrob. Posing for all those pictures. Being in magazines. Getting the fan mail. Having all that adulation. People doing things for you. Johnny being able to set his mother up with a house and let her sort of retire. That meant a lot to Mr. Depp to take care of his mom. He also allowed his family to sort of be a part of his success. His sister, Christy, his older sister, Christy, pretty much runs or ran his finances. Can you believe that? Or part of them. Now Johnny does have a firm. Or had a firm. That controlled his money. But his, his sister Christy had a big part. In his finances. And also runs his production company. Johnny has a little. Um, production company. For films of course. And Christy runs it. When I was trying to do my Brando screenplay. I made a lot of connections. And one of my connections was Christy. I knew somebody that gave me her email address directly. So I was able to, you know, cut through some red tape and directly email Christy. Now, folks, that was about 15 years ago. (laughs) Okay. I don't even remember if Christy got back to me or not. She might have. I don't know. I tried looking up if I saved her email address. And me being a freaking bonehead, (laughs) 
I didn't keep her email address. Should have put it, and maybe I did put it in my phone. I don't even know if I had a phone 15 years ago, folks. I probably didn't. But Christy, and her name is Christy Dombrowski, Johnny Depp's sister. They're close. So close, Johnny has her running things. Very close to his family. And when he got famous, he wanted them to be a part of that. But now people are relying on you. Your family's relying on you for your success. They're almost part of your identity now. When Christy meets people, I bet you she introduces herself as Johnny Depp's sister. After she says, hi, I'm Christy, Johnny Depp's sister. They're now redefined. They also now have this image upholding this iconic status that even Johnny can't understand. But he'll try. There's no guideline. There's no book that Johnny can buy. (laughs) I don't think there is. And what is the right and wrong thing to do with not only your career, but the cash that's flowing in? The roles you're taking, the people you're meeting, and the things you experience on this road. And what sorts of things did Johnny experience? Well, he experienced everything that he could. (laughs) He's an artist, right? So I'm putting money down on the acting room table. This one right here. Fucking sturdy as shit. Johnny tried a lot of things to broaden his horizons. Why not? He would be in music videos with Tom Petty. Remember that? That was good. (laughs) And Tom Petty and him became good friends. He becomes good friends with people he connects with in the business. And they stay that way. And Johnny would call up Tom Petty from time to time. And ask him if he was still smoking. <laughs> and Tom would say, yeah, I'm still smoking. And then Johnny was sort of like, oh, oh yes, nice. Because Johnny still smoked. And he felt reassured. Assured, reassured, reassured. I can't say that word. Reassured. There you go, buddy. <laughs> Johnny felt reassured that Tom Petty was still smoking. God only knows how many cigarettes a day. And was still alive at that time. So Johnny felt, I'm okay too. Oh, well, Tom didn't last too much longer than that. Uh, Take it easy with those cigarettes there, Johnny. Johnny's been smoking since he was 12. Might be a good time to cut back at least. He loves to smoke cigarettes. He loves his tobacco. He'll smoke those little cigar things. And then I hear he rolls his own cigarettes. So there you go. Little background on Depp with his tobacco use. But getting back on him expanding his mind, his artistic mind, with anything that he can get his hands on. When that happens, your world now changes within Hollywood and people around you. Johnny loved the scene. He loved being a part of a Hollywood world. He's in a band called The Hollywood Vampires with Alice Cooper. Not too bad. 
I've been listening to their stuff. Johnny Depp, you're a musician. He could play the guitar pretty fucking good. And the guy could sing. I was impressed. The guy could do a lot. The Hollywood vampires, though. This is the dark part of Johnny Depp, by the way. It's all around him now. But in the beginning, it came in pieces. Here and there. He was always interested in that side of life. The dark stuff, that's part of life. You can't ignore it. And he didn't. He would read up on it. Study it. Little things here and there that it would interest him. He wasn't afraid to look it up or even experience that side of life. And he also got into drugs. How bad, I don't know in the beginning. But he did dabble and he would dabble often. He created, uh, I don't want to say he created. He co-owned the Viper Room in Hollywood. That's a nightclub. And it was, I believe that Johnny owned it in 1992. I think that's when he first got into the club as far as ownership. 1992. It's not a very big club. But it's a club in Hollywood. Even Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the running to buy this place. Ha! Arnold! (laughs) He wants his hand in everything too. Arnold Schwarzenegger isn't stupid. <laughs> okay. He may look stupid. He may sound stupid. But that man's not stupid. What he did with his life, and we may talk about him in the future, that deserves a few episodes. Back on top. He got the Viper Room with a few other people. He didn't own it outright. He co-owned it. This place was small. It was cool. It was happening. It had a little bar, it had a little VIP section, and then it had a stage where Johnny Depp could play his music. He loved music. So when he wasn't acting or he would have a break, he'd be at that fucking club, up on stage, rocking out. Plus, they can do drugs there without being disturbed. That club is a great way to do drugs without getting caught. I hear that the cops back then in the early 90s in Hollywood, you know, they turned their they figured, hey, <laughs> drugs are used. We know they're used. So at least it'll be in a, <laughs> I guess, in a confined area where people aren't going to hurt each other. Maybe just themselves. But Johnny was part of that world. Drugs, sex, competition, music, uh, rock and roll, temptations, light stuff, dark stuff. But a whirlwind of shit. (laughs) He was living the life of a successful, interesting, wild actor slash artist. And boy, did he pick interesting material. Edward Scissorhands. His first big hit. Edward Scissorhands, I believe to be pretty close to, I I don't know if I want to call it a masterpiece. It's an excellent film. It's artistic. It's silly, 
But it works. Tim Burton, you fucking nailed that movie. You did. The casting was perfect. You and Johnny had great chemistry. Johnny took a leap. He jumped off that cliff with this character. And he made it almost sort of almost like a cartoon, yes. It's a cartoonish character. But he made it real and human and you felt for Edward, didn't you? Although in the movie he's supposed to be mechanical. He's far from it. He was more human than everybody else in that movie, wasn't he? There are moments that Johnny Depp gives in Edward Scissorhands that a lot of actors, and I mean a lot of actors, couldn't do. You see his sensitivity and his imagination. That word I used in my first episode describing that actor, that man. His imagination is off the charts. And he plays. It's fun for him. It shows. His moments, they come from a place of reality for him. And then when that happens, we see it too. He uses his eyes. His movements are gentle. Not rushed and not forced. But just in the moment. I don't know what research he does. But he places great pride in his makeup. How he looks. That's fun for him. Hey, you're going to play a role. Do it right. And he does. Edward Scissorhands. Will prove to not only Johnny Depp. But to the audience. This kid's got something special. I can't wait to see what he does next. He flourishes upon the stage with characterization, improv, makeup, and Tim Burton. <laughs> Him and Tim, what a duo. It's almost like Scorsese and De Niro. Pretty close. When you're naming duos, director and an actor that have that bond. That special bond, it's so rare, it's magical, and you ride with it. Tim Burton calls up Johnny Depp and says, I have a project I'm going to do. Are you interested before Burton finishes interested? (laughs) Johnny Depp says, sure. I don't even need to see the script, Tim. Let's do it. It's faith. Having faith. And loyalty. Big thing for Johnny Depp was his loyalty. No doubt about it. But getting back to his life. How it went up and down. Or maybe not that. Researching this guy. It was more a little rocky at first in the beginning of his life. He started to gain confidence as a musician. Went for that. Really rocky. But something he enjoyed doing. And when he started to act. Seeing success. The road becomes smooth. With that. And your success. But then you start going uphill a little bit. Because with success comes other problems. (laughs) Be careful what you wish for folks. That's all I have to say. Because these people. That become famous. 
will straight up tell you it's like a curse. A blessing, but a curse. When they're asked, these big stars, about who they're dating or what their relationships are like with other people, they say, I don't have time for that. You're kidding me? Who am I dating? I'm not dating anybody. I don't have time. <laughs> you know, They don't. They have people doing things for them, and then they have people telling them what to do every day. You have to be here. You have to be there. You have to talk to this person. You got to do this interview. You got to be on set at this time. These people have assistants and they need them. They tell these stars what they're going to do, when they're going to do it, and how they're going to do it. Well, the how thing may be up to the star. (laughs) But what a life that must be. You almost lose your identity. And with acting, too, you're playing different roles. You're stepping into other people's skins. It's almost like you don't even know who you are sometimes. Especially these people. They've been playing characters, the same character, for an extended period of time on a show. You are almost, that's almost part of you. And that character is part of you. Think about that. It's got to be true. It's almost like you have split personalities. And Johnny Depp felt this. Going through his road. All the parts he played became a part of him. And sometimes other roles that he takes, they sort of blend together. And if you notice an actor will sometimes do a character like Johnny Depp did with Ed Wood. What a movie. I watched it again last night. Weird. (laughs) But Jesus, what a good movie. Holy Martin Landau. (laughs) Holy Johnny Depp. Even holy Sarah Jessica Parker. And I noticed in the film, she says something like, oh, they're reading the reviews of a play they were in. And Sarah Jessica Parker goes to the review and looks at it, reads it. And she goes, I have a horse face. (laughs) They say I have a a horse face. (laughs) She does. Did that whole thing start with uh, that movie, Ed Wood? Because people after that are like, she does have a horse face. (laughs) I wonder if that's where it started or that was just sort of slipped in there with Tim Burton pointing that out again. And she just sort of goes with it. But that character of Ed Wood, played by Depp, created by Depp. Yes, it's a real person, but a lot of it's Depp. You see that Ed Wood character in future projects with Depp. It's just there. It happens. And then your psyche starts to split a bit. And you're finding yourself changing. And it's almost inevitable. These stars change. They have to. They're not normal people anymore. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, they're people, but they're not normal anymore. They can't be. They can't walk down the street, go to the store and buy something like you and I can. We take that for granted. We think how great it would be to be famous. People knowing who you are, you know, patting you on the back, asking you for autographs. It sounds wonderful for about a week, folks. After that, it gets tiring. It becomes a curse. You don't want it anymore. They can't go to the store. They can't go to the store. What the? I think about that. I go, oh, wait a minute. 
I wouldn't be able to go to the store. I mean, I could go to the store, but would I want to? If every time I go, some fucking prick, and he may not be a prick, but now they are. Everybody is. Because these are people that might be in a bad mood. You might be in a bad mood one day. You don't want to talk to people. I mean, I get like that. I'm, I'm not very social anyway. But some of these people, they go out and they're constantly being badgered. And these huge stars have all the paparazzi bullshit. No wonder some of these actors lash out and pound on these people. Fucking deserve it. Now, I know it's part of the game. It's just part of the game. But what a life that must be. Do we really think about that? And how that changes them. These stars. Now their lives are completely upside down. And there's nothing they can do about it. (laughs) I guess what is the only option? Just stop? Then the money stops. Right? Retire? Look at Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis did that. Me personally, between you and I, Daniel Day-Lewis retired after an illustrious career. Almost unimaginable when you look at his resume. The guy, he knew what he was doing. I don't know how he did it. Nobody does. Maybe not even Daniel Day. He probably looks back at it and goes, how did I do that? What? What did I do? (laughs) In the process of Daniel Day-Lewis doing what he did, which was phenomenal, by the way, he saw what was going on in Hollywood. First off, he wasn't part of that anyway. Daniel Day is very private. And he wanted nothing to do with Hollywood. And he didn't. And there might have been things that Daniel Day saw, Daniel Day experienced or heard about in Hollywood, playing the game, that disgusting game that he wanted nothing to do with Daniel Day. And after he made enough money, felt, I'm done. He he did all that he could have imagined being an artist, an actor, and said, goodbye. Goodbye, Hollywood. (laughs) Don't need you. Good luck. I hang up my acting boots. Thank you. And he walked. Glided. Into the sunset. God bless you Daniel Day-Lewis. God bless you. But some of these other stars. They can't do that. That's their life now. Whatever that life is. Johnny Depp became a part of that. And what's going on with him now? Oh man. Did he step into it? He stepped into a big pile of bullshit. (laughs) This nice kid. Good looking kid. All this talent. Jack Sparrow, man. Jack Sparrow. Donnie Brasco, I told you to watch. Did you watch it? And what do you think? If you didn't, okay. Watch it next week. You won't regret it. Not only is it a good movie. You like mafia movies? You'll fucking love this movie. But Johnny Depp gives the performance of his life. It's not outlandish. It's not a quirky character that he just pulls off. Because he just can. He's that guy. Because he's that 
that guy that can use his imagination. But when Johnny Depp steps into a role that is a normal person, okay, where he's just a guy, you could see just how fucking good he is. And if you watched it, or you know about Donnie Brasco, am I right? But he nailed every scene. He nailed the accent, the mannerisms. He changed in the film, his character. There's arcs. And he acted with Pacino beautifully. Chemistry's there. Uh, You could tell they liked one another. Johnny Depp, like I said last episode, is a great actor. But he ran into the gauntlet, man. He's a big star, right? Donnie Brasco, good film. And he decided that he didn't want to sell out. He felt that I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do the films I want artistically. And it's not about the money. It's all about the art. Money's nice. And he has plenty of it. But he said that. Oh, I've seen him before Pirates of the Caribbean. He said, I will never do that. I won't do it. (laughs) That's not me. That's not my road. I'm dealing with shit. Dabbling and stuff. (laughs) But I'm okay with this. And then he decided to... Do this Disney movie. And. what? Wh- why? Because. He wanted his kids. He, he eventually marries. A beautiful French. Uh, lady. I forget her name. Mm. And he moved out to. Uh, France. Uh, he met her. In France. They married. Had. Two kids, a girl and a boy. And there you go. He wanted his kids to see him in a movie (laughs) where it wasn't rated R. Or he wasn't shooting people up or, uh, you know, being silly. Like, that's my dad. You see his, you see your dad as Edward Scissorhands? Go, that's weird. So he sold out. But in that, okay, him doing that and taking on Jack Sparrow, which he nails, of course. What a character. It explodes. Now, did they know it was going to be big? They didn't know. So did he sell out? Maybe not. But did he? I think he did. But not of his knowing. <laughs> he just wanted his kids to see a movie with him in it, a Disney movie. And that's what he did. Little did he know that this will kick off how many sequels and it made billions of dollars. Folks, those movies made billions of dollars because of Johnny Depp. Not Orlando Bloom, right? (laughs) It was because of Johnny Depp. Orlando Bloom is fine, but he's no Johnny Depp. Billions of dollars. And now... You're on a level of stardom that not many artists reach. 
They can't even see it. He went global, beyond global, beyond global with Pirates of the Caribbean. He is now a multimillionaire and has so much money that what he doesn't know what to do with it. Oh, no, he knows exactly what to do with it. <laughs> he has a bit of a problem spending money, I think. How many houses does he have? I mean, it's over a dozen houses, properties this guy has. And these aren't shacks. They're big mansions all over the world. Taking care of his family. Taking care of everybody around him. And he wants to do the right thing. But sometimes that doesn't happen. With this new money becomes new problems. You know it and I know it. Right? Although we can't imagine it because although we do well, uh, fine, uh, we make a living and we f- put food on the table. <laughs> Johnny Depp was able to buy an island in the Bahamas. Okay? He owns an island just like Marlon Brando did. They were close Uh, Depp looked up to Marlon. They became friends after Don Juan DeMarco, I believe. They did uh, another one together, The Brave. Uh, That was Johnny's baby. The Brave, independent film written by Johnny, produced by Johnny, and starring Johnny with Marlon Brando. The movie is okay. It didn't do well. It broke Depp's heart. But he was friends with Brando. Brando owned an island in Tahiti. So Depp had to own one too. Why not? (laughs) Can you imagine owning an island? Hey, hon, let's go to the island today. Sure. Sounds good. Bring your flip-flops. Bring the beach towel. Let's go. What a world. I mean, Johnny Depp. Wow. (laughs) I mean, sir. I mean, whoa. An island, all those houses. I, he could buy pretty much anything. I, I, I'm impressed. And so should you, right? <laughs> but he's spending too much money, folks. Hey, it, 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 it all has to end somewhere. And if you can't always be on top two forever, it's just not going to happen. Be careful, John. That's what people are telling him. Especially his firm. John, okay, Uh, you do make a lot of money, John, you do, but your spending is beyond what you're making. This isn't good. And although he has assets and properties, which is good, he's running into problems where he has to sell his assets now because he's gone completely, not crazy, After years and years and years and years of drug abuse, alcohol abuse, Johnny Depp is an alcoholic for sure. Is he a drug addict? Probably. I hate to say it. Uh, It's getting to that point. Dabbling became an everyday thing 
And if it's not every day, it's pretty close. He likes coke. He likes weed. He loves ecstasy. (laughs) He really loves ecstasy. Acid, sure. And I want to point out what I think for me. One of the big reasons why Mr. Depp went down this road. Now, mind you, he always skirted around this path. But he really (laughs) narrowed his focus on where his life was going to go after he met Hunter S. Thompson. And ladies and gentlemen, if there's one artist, and there's a handful, that I just don't plain out like (laughs) at all, he's one of them. Mr. Hunter S. Thompson, the writer, that weird guy, look him up. If you don't know who he is, type in Hunter S. Thompson and there'll be rabbit holes that you can go down if you want. I suggest you do. Even though I don't like this guy, he's just not my bag. He and I wouldn't have got along. He passed. I just don't like the guy. I don't like what he, his writing was fine, actually. I mean, he was a great writer. But as a person, the dude was straight up weird. Different's different. I get that. Straight up weird. Not right. (laughs) Crazy. A crazy motherfucker. Johnny, (sighs) they became friends. Okay? Pretty close friends. Johnny would go on to portray Hunter in a few movies. The Rum Diary, which sucked. And of course, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I've seen this a few times, folks. If you've never done drugs, just watch that movie. (laughs) Watch it. And it feels like you're high. Or that's what it looks like when you're high or feels like. More look. The feeling part is something you can't explain. You could try to. But when you're all messed up on drugs, that's a pretty good example of what it feels like. That movie, I I sat watching it about a week ago. It was after 10 o'clock. Kids are in bed, of course. You don't want your kids watching that, by the way. (laughs) I wouldn't even want uh, my mom watching that. She, you know, that's just not her thing. It would just disturb her. Uh, She would last about five minutes, if that. Holy drugs. And if Johnny was dabbling before he met Hunter, that changed. And ever since he met Hunter, his life went down. That's my opinion. People might disagree. And say, Jeff, no, he broadened his artistic life even more. And he'll go on to do great work after meeting Hunter, sure. But his, his life, his personal life, took a hit. Big time. For soon after this, his relationships with women are not good. Although he's still loyal with women. 
he will go on bouts of drunkenness, drugginess, and when you are in that state, high as a kite, you are no longer soft-spoken, fun, charming, spunky Johnny Depp. The guy that you take home to meet the parents. That's gone. Depp now becomes what he coined a monster. That's from Johnny Depp. When he's on his drug-fueled binges. I'm going to say bringes. What the hell is that? When he's all messed up. He's almost another person. He's violent. Loud. Hey. That happens. He doesn't even remember what he does. Now that I don't like. If you're going to take drugs, be responsible. Johnny has a history of destroying hotel rooms. It was so bad the one time. $20,000 worth of damage. Folks, if you're doing $20,000 worth of damage to a room, I don't care what room it is, and you do $20,000 worth of damage, you have a problem. And Johnny Depp was becoming a problem. He didn't want to admit it. The people around him said, well, it was just an isolated incident. And I say, no, it's not. What are you trying to do? (laughs) Johnny's been having yes men around him for the past, what, 30 years because of his success, because he's so amazing. He knows he's amazing because he is. He makes the cash because he can. He makes other people billions of dollars. The guy's on a roll, untouchable in a way. And he feels nothing can stop him. Nothing can hurt him. But he was hurting others. And John, you were hurting yourself. You were hurting the people you're with. The people you're with. Your kids. Johnny, you got to think about your kids now. And what happened with Amber Heard, we'll get into that right now. I'm looking down. Where are we at? Okay, we're doing good. Sorry, folks. I had to look down at my time. I think we're good. We're good. We got to talk about Amber Heard. And here we go. This is a tough one. And all you out there. Supporting Johnny Depp about this situation. You have no fucking idea. What the hell is going on. Ooh I know right. Oh what a. What did you just say to me. (laughs) What excuse me Jeff. You don't talk to me that way. I'm talking to you that way. As much as I love Johnny Depp and his acting. And even like how good of a musician he is too. Right? If you've looked into that. I love that too. I like when Johnny Depp goes on interviews. He seems like a very likable guy. And guess what? He is. But the business has destroyed him. That image that you have of Mr. Depp. Not much of it's left. And it's very sad. That's what the business will do to you. They turned that lovable guy into a shell of his former self right now. You take a look at Johnny Depp right now. I'm talking about this very second. You're not going to like what you see. And that's sad. He almost looked 
timeless. Always looked good, right? That's not happening right now. Drugs are taking over. Alcohol's taking over. He spends twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month on wine. What did you say? <laughs> Think about that as you go grocery shopping this Sunday. And you look down at your total of what? $200. You go, $200? That will feed your family for the whole week. $200. So what? You spend around, what? $800 a month on food. $800 a month to keep your family alive. Johnny Depp spends $30,000 a month. $30,000 to $800. Eh, 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 on wine. On red wine. Now, I'm sure that wine is pretty good. (laughs) I'm sure that wine is tasty. I'm sure it's not, uh, what, uh, yellow fin? I'm trying to think of that that wine. What is that, barefoot wine? (laughs) Which isn't bad. It's all right. For for $10, you get a bottle of wine that's okay. But usually you got to spend around, what, $30, $40 to get a really good bottle of wine. So I can only imagine how much a bottle of wine that Johnny Depp loves. And I wrote them down. I can't pronounce them, folks. I can't pronounce those wines. They're all French. Okay. The Chateau Ravard. Oh, great. I'm sure it tastes great. I'm sure it tastes better than what I'm buying or what I have downstairs. St. Michelle, you know, I, I'm sure that whatever Johnny's buying is amazing wine and he spends $30,000 a month just on wine. That's the life he's leading. That's where it's going. And he's drinking a lot. Every day. I've heard... <laughs> Um, it, it, Johnny Depp is kind of like a vampire. Now, I'm not saying he sucks blood. I, I don't know that for a fact. He might. I can't believe I just said that, though. Did I just say that? I just... Jeff. <clears throat> but is that something we want to get into? You don't want to... We'll touch on that. But we're not going to get into it. How about that? Okay, Johnny Depp doesn't really sleep at night. He's up at that time. He's up. He sleeps during daylight hours, I hear. He's... <laughs> I get that he likes to hang around. I know we were talking about Amber Heard. So let's do that first. <laughs> I'm getting off track. I kind of scolded you or yelled at you. I'm sorry. I don't do, I have kids, right? I've been a dad for 17 years. And I guess I, I don't think I talked like this before I was a father. It just comes with the territory. Sorry. (laughs) But you're wrong about that situation. The Amber Heard situation. I was on board with you folks. I was on Johnny's side for the most part. And you know, she seems like she's conniving. She just wants his money. Uh, she wants to destroy him. She's a gold digger. Fuck it, whatever you want to call her. And she's been called a lot of names, by the way. It's not the case. 
And yes, Amber Heard has physically hurt Johnny Depp. That's true. But the other way is true as well. Amber does get physical and then Johnny will push her away. And that has happened on a few occasions. But there are incidents documented. About a dozen at least. That has Depp being physical to Amber. And it's not just pushing. Sorry folks. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Be faced with that either. When I found it out. I. That's what the stuff that I don't want to learn about. I don't want to learn about that. I want to believe Johnny Depp and his supporters that Amber Heard is just destroying him because she's a bitch. She wants his money. She just wants half of what he's got, which is a lot. But for how long? We don't know. Because of what happened. Because of what he's become. And it is of his doing. Nobody put a gun to Johnny Depp's head and said, you have to drink an excessive amount of wine every day. You got to take all these drugs and you have to destroy not only yourself, but people around you in the future. Nobody did that. He did that to himself. And I don't think he likes the person he's become and has regrets. But Amber Heard is not what you think. She's afraid of Johnny Depp and what he could do. That footage they show of supposed Johnny Depp in the kitchen, the footage done by Heard, supposedly, is scary if it's true. If that's really him. Because I have questions about that. That might be staged. There's a chance of that. That may not be a true um, look into the world of Johnny Depp. I thought it was. For sure. I watch it. It looks pretty real to me. It does. Uh, so if it's, if it's faked. Because you get a close up of Johnny's face at a very split second. At the end of the footage. And it doesn't look like him at all. But that's the weird part about footage. It's not that clear. And you just, sometimes you can't trust your eyes. But it doesn't look like him when it's really close up. Take a look at it. Pause it. (laughs) It doesn't look like Johnny Depp. Was that staged? Maybe. Amber Heard is not a gold digger. Whatever she won Of her case with Johnny. About their disputes. She gave to charity folks. Amber Heard. Gave her settlement. To poor people. How is that a gold digger? Okay you don't like her. She doesn't look that likable. Does she? (laughs) Where Johnny does. But it's the facts. You have to pay attention to. So. Wrapping that up, we don't need to talk about that anymore. The only other thing we have to touch on with that is it has now been brought to the attention of Hollywood and his fans 
that there's a strong possibility that Johnny Depp hurts women. And that's really, it hurts me to say that because of his high respect for women in his past. That's how much he has changed. In, in a weird way, it's not really Johnny doing this. It's that monster he was talking about. The addiction. When he blacks out, he doesn't even know what he's doing. This is a damaged, hurt, young boy, young man, young soul artist and Johnny although you have really dived into things that scare the shit out of me the people that you hang out with Marilyn Manson what you know so what he hangs out with these people the darkness folks that's darkness the people that Johnny hangs out with are usually involved with some pretty dark things so that tells me he is as well And I want to touch on the West Memphis 3 case. Johnny Depp was was instrumental in getting the West Memphis 3. Three young men accused of killing three other young boys in 1993. Johnny Depp saw Paradise Lost, the doc, about this case, which was extremely biased. In placing these three killers, supposed killers, who I believe they are, In a light that was, hey, we're innocent. They're innocent. Get them the hell out of there. And that's what Johnny Depp did. And I don't know for sure if Johnny Depp believes that Damien Eccles is innocent. I think he wants to believe that. And he might because he could identify with Damien Eccles. He looked at Damien Eccles in Paradise Lost and said, that's me. (laughs) Right? My God, that could have happened to me back then in Florida, Kentucky, Florida. He identified with Damien Eccles and his situation and wanted to do the right thing within him. I'm going to get this kid and his buddies out of prison. Not only was he a significant, God, partner in this. He had other stars come along for the ride as well. And the other stars share the same interest. This dark magic bullshit. They're all into that. Alistair Crowley. Right? I mean, bad. Not good. Bad. They're getting something out of it. Johnny Depp says that when he does his role sometimes, he's almost in a trance becoming other people. Folks, this stuff goes on. We don't want to talk about it. But it's there. Magic? Yeah. What are they doing? Are they performing ceremonies? Yeah. Are they chanting and doing weird things? Yeah. They are. Johnny Depp and Damien Eccles have matching tattoos on some weird, crazy, magical stuff. Tarot cards, all that stuff. (laughs) Damien Eccles drinks blood. Does Johnny Depp drink blood? I was just saying a while ago. (laughs) He might. 
<laughs> I think he does. It's hard stuff to talk about. I don't know if I'm going to do a part three. Because there is more to talk about with Johnny Depp. We can get into that next week in the actor's room. We got to wrap it up. I'm not going to call it a Johnny Depp re-wrap. Re-wrap. Wrap up. Re-wrap. <laughs> We're going to keep wrapping that thing. We're just going to wrap the shit out of it. It'll just, you can't even open it. It's just going to be all wrapping. <laughs> wow. I hope you enjoyed the show. <clears throat> a lot going on, man. Talking about these people. It's fascinating, right? Interesting. I hope you enjoyed it. Support the show. Always do that. Leave a five-star review. Leave a two-star review. Call me an idiot. Jeff, I'm tired of you talking down to me. What are you doing? (laughs) Who do you think you are? Telling me who Johnny Depp is. What? Do you know Johnny Depp? Folks, I had a dream last night. (laughs) I was at his house. We were hanging out. Right? And in the dream, it was great. In my dream, Johnny Depp was very approachable, very hospitable. He was getting me drinks. He was dropping stuff in his kitchen. It was funny in my dream. He's getting stuff. He's he's kind of goofing around and he's dropping stuff in his kitchen. He's laughing about it. He's like, I dropped that. (laughs) Who cares? He was probably bringing me wine. (laughs) Thanks, John. Hey, he was nice in my dream, and I think he is a nice guy. A lot of demons, too much drugs, too much wine. Take it easy, man. Sell like nine of your houses, bro. Sell nine of them. You'll have like four left. That's enough. Get yourself out of this financial bullshit. Clean it up. Get sober. That is your only way out of this. Johnny, listen to me. And I know other people have told you this. I'm telling you this. If you want to turn it around. And you always can. America and most of the world. Love a comeback story. Oh. There's nothing like it. You sober the fuck up. It's going to be hard. You can do it. You can still smoke cigarettes man. Just clean up. Okay. You do that. You start looking better, you start feeling better, and then you get back to work. You show people you could do it. You do a little film here. You do a little something there. Sober. You're like Johnny Depp 20, 30 years ago. On time. (laughs) Right? Knowing your lines. Johnny Depp doesn't uh, learn his lines anymore. He uses the Brando earpiece technique. Johnny... Don't do that. Just, you know, he's going there, folks. That's where he's going. That's the, that's the wrong road, John. You know it and I know it. Snap out of it. <laughs> you're better than that. John, you're better than that. You know that. Turn it around. Enough is enough. Hunter S. Thompson, he's gone. He's dead. Okay? You got to be you again. Don't be Hunter anymore. You're not Hunter. You're Johnny. All right. Thank you. Tune in next week as we wrap up Johnny Depp in part three. God bless you. Have a good one.